The Essence of Tea, episode 38. Welcome. You are listening to the Essence of Tea podcast, where we share about the world of tea with you. From tea tastings to tea history and culture to tea education, health, and wellness, the Essence of Tea is your tea companion through your personal transformation and growth. I'm your host, Jenny Jie. Now let's get started. Hello, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Jenny. I am the owner and founder of Sipping Streams Tea Company, and you have joined us today on the Essence of Tea podcast. So for today's podcast on tea, I thought it'd be very appropriate because we just celebrated Mother's Day was to talk on the topic of teas that are really healthy for mothers, especially slimming teas and teas that are good for mothers who've just had babies or who are pregnant or who are even breastfeeding because a lot of mothers who are nursing are kind of concerned about what they might be passing on to their baby. So if this is your first time meeting me, my name is Jenny. I'm the owner and founder of Sipping Streams Tea Company. We are an 11-time international award-winning tea company out of Fairbanks, Alaska. And with our tea company, we've been in business for 14 years, and I actually have a background in sports medicine, so in athletic training. And I also have a background, my previous career was also teaching, so I used to be a high school teacher. One of my passions of why I started my tea company was to help educate people on the worlds of tea and the health and wellness benefits and perks that are out there in the worlds of tea. Now, there's a lot to learn in the worlds of tea. And so I know a lot of people have all sorts of questions. So I got interested in tea because tea was literally the cheapest thing on the menu. I've been a coffee drinker since I was about four years old and actually prefer black coffee. Um, just straight up coffee. I like to drink and taste my beans and the terroir and where they're from. And so I took that kind of knowledge and expertise into my experience with tea. And what I learned about in tea when I started to discover the benefits of tea is there is a lot of scientific proof of what the different components are that are in the plant and what they do. So when you do the research and actually learn at the components or the biology of the tea plant, it makes sense why there's so many benefits. But when you're talking about the tea plant itself, we're mostly talking about the Camellia sinensis plant, the plant that makes us green tea or matcha and um, or white tea, black tea, oolong and pour. And I know a lot of you are big tea drinkers out there. So when we talk about tea, we're talking about traditional plant of the Camellia sinensis. But I know a lot of you who are into teas have also consumed a lot of herbals or tassans. And tassan is a French word that means herbal infusion. Now, right now I am having a tassan. I'm steeping some vanilla rooibos and it's totally caffeine free. So for those of you who do not consume caffeine, yes, caffeine occurs naturally in the Camellia sinensis plant. It always has. And even a decaffeinated tea is not caffeine free because it only has 2% or less. It naturally occurs in the tea plant. It's a component of the tea plant. So you can't get it completely 100% caffeine free. You can only decaffeinate it. And there's different processes for that decaffeination process. So there's different ways that tea is decaffeinated, but it is never caffeine free unless it's an herbal. And even with some herbals like yerba mate, which would not be the Camellia sinensis plant, 
fat has naturally occurring caffeine in it. Yopon, which is also grown in the United States, has caffeine in it. And so does Wayusa, which is grown in the Amazon. So those are other things that people drink like a tea, but they do have caffeine in them. But if you think about it, chocolate that I know a lot of you like also has caffeine in it. So is it really the caffeine that is negative for people who are moms or nursing or pregnant? I know that my mother consumed a lot of chocolate when she was pregnant with my brother. Tons. Every night it was like dark chocolate ice cream, like so much chocolate. That's what she craved. But nobody was telling her to cut on her you know, her chocolate intake, especially she was like really, really craved dark chocolate. So much so that when my brother was born, I'm like, man, he looks like all the chocolate that you consumed, mom. Like he was so dark when he was born. So, um, but just think about what you're consuming or is it caffeine isolated, like in energy drinks or high amounts of caffeine, like in coffee, that don't have other components that counterbalance the effects of increased heart rate. So when we think of the Camellia sinensis plant, there are many components, many wonderful components that are in the tea plant. The tea plant also has L-theanine, which is in very green leafy plants, such as your favorite, some of you, your favorite is matcha. And I have some sweet matcha here. Um, but matcha does have a lot of caffeine in it, but it also has a lot of L-theanine, which is an amino acid that calms and relaxes the body. It also has ECGC, which protects healthy cells from breaking down. All very, very good things. Tea also has a component in it, which helps with the elasticity of the arteries. So that is really good for cardiovascular health and for pumping and for um, circulation, right? And essentially your circulatory system is a highway for nutrients to be pumped throughout your body to keep it healthy. So there are a lot of healthy components in tea besides just looking at caffeine. And when you think of tea growing regions such as India and China, the two largest densely populated countries in the world who are also the largest tea consumers in the world, there are pregnant women there too. And I doubt they're just cutting their tea consumption. So there are a lot of things that you have to realize with good quality tea with high quality tea. How pure is it? What kind of chemicals are you using? Is it organic? Those are other things that you want to consider when you're a tea drinker and you're pregnant and you're looking for a slimming tea or you just love your Earl Grey. Do you know what the components are that make up your tea bag? Now, for example, this, I'm brewing boiling hot water in this plastic container, right? Plastic isn't necessarily good for you. This is also medical grade um, BPA-free Triton. So it doesn't leach any of that BPA chemical in it. However, if you don't feel comfortable with it, you can always use a stainless steel strainer with an all glass cup if you want to consume your tea in. So don't just think about the plants of whether it's classified as an herbal or tea. Think about its whole supply chain of, you know, what kind of chemicals might have been used in it. Is it organic certified? What is the quality of the tea? Is there mostly dirt pieces in it? Have you ever opened up a regular tea bag like from the grocery store and saw the quality of tea that was in there? Tear it open. You might be completely shocked. What are you brewing your tea in? Is it types of um, paper tea bags that might have a lot of chemicals and glues in it, you know, that goes into your body too. So when you're a mother and you're thinking about keeping healthy, think of the whole supply chain.
And there's a lot to think about, but that's essentially what a good quality tea is, is one that will not have different chemicals and things that are put into the plants and soil, put into its steeping process or brewing process, how it's stored, um, and, and the particles and how clean that tea is. Tear open a regular store-bought tea bag and you might be shocked and horrified that your tea leaves are not really tea, and then you might even find some twigs and dirt in there. So it happens. It happens. Because tea in the majority of the world is the number one most consumed beverage in the world, which has the highest demand for production, which means they will sell like anything. So you just have to realize that, especially if you're a mom, and if you're looking to have something that is healthy for your baby and healthy for when you're nursing, think about that whole entire supply chain. But today I wanted to show you some options that would be great, that would be very slimming, would be very good for helping fight inflammation. Um, and these are all highly suggested to consume without any sugar. This vanilla rooibos is from South Africa, and rooibos is only grown in South Africa. It has a lot of the same antioxidants that are in the tea plant. It doesn't have that ECGC antioxidant, but it has many other antioxidants that are just the same as the tea plant. And other ones are different and really, really powerful, really help with inflammation, really help with um, anti-brain aging. Um, and fighting allergies. You can even give it to a baby as long as you're not the very slim percentage in the world that happens to be allergic to rooibos. Rooibos acts as a natural antihistamine, so it's great for fighting allergies. Maybe your baby has a food allergy and you don't even know it. It's just, you know, coming out an eczema or something like that. So usually rooibos tastes really good hot or cold, so don't give your baby boiling hot tea, um, or this Tassan, and also think about um, that you can give it straight to a baby for the majority of the time, unless they happen to be the slim percentage in the world that actually has to is allergic to it. And you can even put it on your skin. So if you had a cloth and you wanted to dip it in the rooibos, you could put it right on your skin and it helps alleviate inflammation. Wow. I know it's mosquito season soon here in Alaska. We already have huge mosquitoes coming out. And that's what I actually put on my skin to stop the itch of the mosquito bites. Like I said, it acts as a natural antihistamine. When I was a baby, my mom said I had like so many sores in my mouth. I was one of those really temperamental babies. I am lactose intolerant. So maybe that explains why a lot of things were really hard for me when I was a kid. And when I was a baby, my mom said I always cried. She should have tried some rooibos on me because whenever I have a sore or a canker sore or a cold sore and I drink some rooibos, it instantly numbs it on contact without any burning or medication kind of thing. No weird taste. And again, tea is 99.9% water. And if you are hydrated the way you need to be, your vital organs can operate in the most optimal condition because most of the time we're dehydrated, especially if you're going to be a nursing mother. You are losing a lot of fluids and nutrients out of your body. So you want to replenish those things in your body. Now, for those of you who are watching right now who aren't pregnant, you know, you might be like, oh, yay, I finally can drink matcha again. Well, matcha is just green tea. 
It's just very potent green tea. And when you drink that green tea, you're drinking the whole pure meat of the leaf. So you're also getting other dense nutrients like vitamin K and chlorophyll. It's like you're eating your spinach and your kale, but in a cup of tea. And so if you really, really like matcha and you're like, oh no, I'm going to be pregnant or I am pregnant, I can't have matcha, you can just limit the amount of matcha you have so you're not all wiry. But usually for really good quality matcha, you're very, very calm. Like I said, it has a high amount of L-theanine, which calms and relaxes your body. So you might be very gung-ho and being a nester and organizing your house and cleaning things. You might be very productive, but usually, usually, unless you have issues with caffeine normally, you will most likely not have heart palpations because there's this calming counter component in the tea plant itself. And I know some of you love your Earl Greys and your black teas and you're like, can I drink that? Well, first of all, I'm not a medical professional, so you only should listen to my advice if it's not against what your doctor says because I don't know you, I'm not your medical professional, so always go by your doctor's advice because they know you best. But what I'm saying, as a Chinese person in a very high tea-consuming country, lots of people drink tea all the time, but just drink it in moderation if you really are craving your tea. And think about what else is in it. If you're drinking milk, oat milk, you know, how does that react in your body? Especially, will it give you morning sickness? And then how much sugar are you putting in it? So some people love tea because they love their sweet tea, but... Is it really that good to be consuming high amounts of sugar too? Sugar actually is a natural diuretic in a way, and it also causes inflammation. So think about that. Um, can you add sugar to your rooibos and kind of counterbalance it? Maybe a little bit, but it also tastes sweet on its own. Another really great tisan is our Midnight Sun Herbal Blend at Sipping Streams. It's got orange peels, lemon peels, hibiscus, rose hips, and rose petals very high in vitamin C. So it's really great for people who are pregnant also because the vitamin C helps with cellular regeneration. So cellular regeneration is really, really important, especially if you're growing a baby. So, or if you're repairing your body through postpartum. So after you've had your baby, your body needs to replenish itself and start to heal its cells. So vitamin C is one of those things you typically can't overdose on because it's water soluble. It's a vitamin that helps with cellular regeneration. So you can eat all the oranges in the world you want, all the lemons, all those citrusy fruits, but, um, but rose hips has a lot of vitamin C in it also. And that one's caffeine-free, and you can even give it to your kids because it tastes very tart and tangy. It's got hibiscus in it. It tastes naturally sweet without having to add any milk or sugar to it. And you can have it iced, too. So any of these you can make hot or you can make cold, and you can even cold brew them. They're herbals. They're caffeine-free. You won't keep your children up at night. I'm sure you want to sleep, too. So... If you're not caffeine sensitive, some teas are okay, but there are many herbal options out there too. And so I've been seeing lots of questions about, oh, what about, you know, um, raspberry leaf, you know, red raspberry leaf. Well, specifically what helps your uterus is red raspberry leaf. Now, when you go to the store and you see raspberry leaf, it's not necessarily that same varietal, but most of the research has been on red raspberry leaf. So if you can find that, also consider what is the quality. Remember I told you earlier today, tear open that tea bag, see how low of quality those tiny pieces are. 
The same thing applies with herbals. The same concept of the quality of your ingredients. So when you're consuming different herbal remedies or different things that are supposed to help you through your pregnancy, think about the quality and the freshness. Even if they come in, you know, like a mother's milk, like type of tea bag or something like that, tear it open and does it look bright? Does it look glossy? Does it look lustrous? Because then what's the point of consuming it if it's not going to work as effectively? So you might actually start looking at the ingredients and going to a natural herbalist and looking for high quality herbs to like mix yourself for, for nursing, for, you know, a lactation, for your uterus, things like that. So Anytime you're thinking about teas and if it's going to be detoxifying for you, if it's going to be cleansing for you, if it's going to be energizing for you because, you know, you've gained all this weight and so now you feel more sluggish because you've been like this for nine months, think about those things. The quality of your ingredients and the potency are always a huge determining factor of how effective it will work. And... It also affects the taste greatly. So if you taste something that doesn't taste that wonderful, now sugary is not the same thing, but like the freshness of the quality, right? Like when we go to the farmer's market, we want fresh vegetables. We don't want the droopy ones. We don't want the gray looking ones. We don't want pale looking strawberries. We want bright, lustrous ingredients. So that's the same thing with your quality of tea and your herbals. So what are great teas that are detoxifying for a mom after she's had a baby that is also slimming? So an herbal called yerba mate that I mentioned earlier has a lot of caffeine in it, but it's also from South America and it holds over 200 nutrients and minerals in it. So if you're feeling drained, not only does it have a lot of caffeine in it to boost your immune system, it is from a green leafy plant. So it has that amino acid, L-theanine that calms and relaxes your body but it is boosting your immune system with all these different nutrients, including B vitamins. And it also helps with fighting depression and fighting anxiety and burnout. Because what some of those combination of nutrients in the yerba mate do is help with your neurons on firing correctly and normalizing. And that's what really helps fight Alzheimer's and depression and anxiety and things like that is the combination of the B vitamins and all those other nutrients like vitamin K and, and things like that, chlorophyll that will be in yerba mate too. So, you know, if you can consume caffeine again, yerba mate is a great one to drink. Remember, the quality of the ingredients is always important. Is it bright? Is it shiny? Is it clean looking? Or does it really look dull and dusty? Look at the quality of your ingredients. If you're putting them into your body and you're going to be, you know, um, essentially passing on those nutrients to your baby, you might want to consider those things. So I hope you found this episode very, very helpful for you. And we have a different podcast every week. We have a live podcast every week on our YouTube channel and on our sipping streams Facebook page and our Sipping Streams Tea Tribe. If you want to learn a lot more about tea, 
Join our private Facebook group, The Sipping Streams Tea Tribe. It's absolutely free. You can ask me all kinds of questions there about health and wellness and tea and history and so many things like that. And I would love for you to subscribe, subscribe to our Essence of Tea podcast and our YouTube channel. We have over 200 videos on tea education on our YouTube channel. And if you subscribe to the Essence of Tea podcast, you can listen to this and many more wonderful episodes about tea and meet some of the special guest experts we bring onto this podcast too. Thank you so much, everyone. I hope you have a great rest of your day and make sure you send out your questions and comments to me. I would love to read those and contribute more of your feedback into the quality of our podcast, The Essence of Tea. Thank you. By the way, if you want to learn more about tea, we offer three online classes at sippingstreams.com. The online classes come with all of your supplies and materials and we ship anywhere in the world. The three classes are The Essence of Tea, Kombucha Culture, and Matcha Madness. Go to sippingstreams.com and sign up today.